It's Monday morning, 9.30. It's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined by my ever-fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. I got my apron on. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I'm taken aback. (laughs) All right. I'm lying. First thing off. That's great. (laughs) We could so easily, but why start now? (laughs) If I had an apron on, it'd be black. Oh. Yeah. One of those you weeks. went shopping? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, sometimes you wear like this sunny yellow apron and sometimes your apron is black. Well, it's yep. Monday and my apron's black. How uh, about you? It's Black Apron Monday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on the 2023 calendar. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm okay. I have uh, uh, just short of terminal case of ennui, I got to say. Oh. I, I don't know. I, yeah. Do you open your fridge and go, meh? <laughs> I open everything and go, meh. meh. I, I just think it's, uh, I'm waiting for the reset to kick in after this last few years of weirdness to mm-hmm. just, um, I don't care if anything goes back to whatever every person listening to this considers normal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I just um, am ready for my brain to like. Calm down. Dig in and <laughs> yeah. do something. It's so calm. <laughs> <laughs> It can't get off its couch. Anyway, what have you been cooking? Oh, you know, because my apron's black, I've been boiling hot dogs. How about you? Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Have you really? Oh, my God. No, I microwaved them. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm, uh, I'm. On the horns of a dilemma, should I just like press stop and start over? <laughs> you and I are no fun whatsoever. No, okay, I no. promise. I'll take my my imaginary black apron off. We have like twenty seven minutes to redeem <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> so let's get busy. Well, okay, I made a sandwich that was absolutely delicious. You did, yes, and it had no tubular meat. Well, yeah, okay. So, um, I don't think the bread matters for this sandwich. I just used some um, buns that yeah. were. Um, like uh, from a bakery, uh-huh. and and they were good, but I really don't think the bread mattered. But what it was was brie cheese, and it was a, a decent sized slab of brie cheese because I made one of the sandwiches with a um, like a little thin piece because I thought it would be overpowering and you couldn't even taste it. So uh. brie cheese and pear and fig jam and arugula. Ooh, it was delicious. That sounds so yeah. good. And in Astoria, I had a hard time finding fig jam. I was kind of surprised. I finally found it at the co-op. Yeah. Um, but they had a really nice dark fig jam. It was good. But um, the four of those together with the, the arugula, I mean, every part of it was so good. And I've made that sandwich without the arugula with apple before, and I like it. But um, I, I used um, a Bartlett pear that was sort of ripe. It wasn't like... Um, yellow yet but it was soft at the top you know when you press by the yeah. stem yeah and it was a really really good sandwich I think I've made it like three times since then oh it sounds fabulous and I wonder too I I have um a f- chili fig jam that is really really good very spicy but really really good and I think a little bit of that might be really good on there too yeah that's the only, I didn't think about making it spicy well mm. That would be good. I don't think that I have any just not just j- fig jam right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that sounds really delicious and summery. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, I was shocked how good it was. Yum. 
I had some uh, fresh salmon the other night, um, just a fillet with skin on, and um, I wanted to do something different with it. I know it's uh, criminal to do anything <laughs> to what we consider still spring rum because, you know, it's, I don't care that it's officially summer now, yeah. it's still kind of <laughs> spring here. Yeah. Uh, but a fabulous wild salmon, it, it, you know, it's hard to do anything better than a little butter and some fresh lemon juice. Mm-hmm. But I was bored. Okay. So um, I found this recipe and I wanted to try it because uh, for two reasons. One, I was bored. And two, I had all the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was really delicious. And I thought, you know, this uh, glaze would be really great on almost anything else, I think. Um so it, it it the key to it is uh, gochujaro, which is that uh, which is the um, it's a red pepper powder. It's cor- Korean, and oh, yeah. it, it powder sounds more like it would look like what we think of as chili powder, but it's really just really fine flakes, okay. and it and it's really delicious and not killer hot. Okay. Mildly spicy, I would say. Don't they make kimchi with that, or am I just making you're that up thinking in my about gochujang? Oh yeah, no, you, you're right. Okay. They do absolutely. Um, lots of it, like yeah. cups and cups. Yeah, and yeah, cups it's really it. something to watch. Yeah. It's, it's like painting uh, the, with paste. Yeah. yeah, this has like four teaspoons of it in oh. the in the glaze. <laughs> it's that and maple syrup and rice vinegar and butter. Really? And it is really, really, really good. And the other thing I loved about this recipe was um, that they suggest uh, that you sear the salmon skin side down in a little bit of butter and olive oil and then flip it over and let it just barely finish cooking. Take it out of the pan and put in um, day-old rice. Uh, I'm trying to think if mine was day old. I think I actually used fresh rice right out of the ri- the rice cooker. Okay. Put it in the pan, squish it flat into like a patty or a cake okay. shape with the back of your spatula, and let it get crispy. Okay. And lightly browned, and flip it so you're making like this rice pancake that's um, soft in the middle and crunchy on the outside really good so is the fish still in there is this no, a different pan no it's the same pan so you're doing it in the butter and oil that the fish cooked in but wouldn't the fish get cold the fish is sitting there waiting for its uh, star moment okay. <laughs> so it's on a plate <laughs> okay. and uh, you're doing the rice and then you make this uh, while the rice is cooking you make the the um, sauce or whatever you want to call it um, the pepper powder, the maple syrup, rice vinegar, a little bit of salt, and um, you can put the uh, salmon back in the pan just to warm it up. Okay, that's, yeah. Yeah. Then put it on the plates and um, put the rice there too, and then spoon this beautiful glazy, like, um, you're letting it sit in the, you're letting the sauce sit in the pan until it is thickened up a little okay. bit. So it's very, it's got the sheen and it's because of the um, maple syrup, I think, and the butter, because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, at the end, you're stirring in cold butter. Okay. And it gets very shiny and beautiful. And um, next time I do it, I would take the, the rice out of the pan, put the fish back in and make the sauce right there with the fish in it, I think. But I did it according to the recipe where you just spoon it over the top. It was really good. And I didn't feel like I 
uh, I didn't feel like I tragically insulted the salmon <laughs> by by doing something more than is necessary yeah. to, to make it delicious. But it was just really, really good. And I liked the glaze so much I could imagine it on a pork chop or on a pork tenderloin or on chicken. It would be great. Nice. Yeah. It I sounds think. delicious. And, and when you said, you know, adding the chili flakes to the essentially maple syrup it's it's cool how many things they're making spicy now like honey like yes. you have that chili fig jam and they're all really good and, yes. and they're things that i never really thought of making spicy before and i'm really happy to see all those things in the market yeah it's it's uh inspirational <laughs> have have a new ingredient yeah, yeah. i bought some hot honey I, there's a variety of ways to do hot honey and i usually have just um soaked chili flakes in hun- really good honey and mm-hmm. let it sit for a while until and and it keeps working until the pepper flakes give up <laughs> <laughs> so you get this progression of intensity over time but uh, the the bottle that I bought has vinegar in it in addition to the honey and the, it has more than just really? chili and yeah and I'm not sure I really like it but what I discovered accidentally the other day is that it's really good in um, salad dressing Oh, yeah, that makes sense, because there the acid wouldn't be weird. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I think if you were just going to, like, eat it on toast, <laughs> the vinegar Yeah, no, weird. I didn't, yeah, I don't care for it. I, I don't really care for it. Mm. I think it limits it a lot, but I love the whole concept of hot honey. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I bought, I, I buy a lot of spices bulk, you know, yeah. or I buy them from, uh, what are those called? Those um, single origin yes. spices through the mail. But I got bulk. I got a whole bunch of celery seed the other day because I was going to make a big mess of coleslaw. And it didn't taste anything like celery seed. What? Isn't that weird? And then, of course, the first thing you think is, well, I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because anytime anything is oh. bland or yes. or tastes weird, you know, I, I test to see whether I can taste something else because that's just so often the case when people are complaining yes. about the flavor of something. But anyway, um, so... Um, from the same store, I still had some celery seeds from the last batch. And so I tried those and those tasted exactly like celery seeds. So it, was, it wasn't it was me. But they tasted most like caraway. But the thing oh. is, you don't like test your celery seed before you put them in your coleslaw to see if it's okay. You know right. what I mean? So I'd already put it in my coleslaw. And it tasted like chemical caraway coleslaw. <laughs> oh, weird. I know, which is not good. No. And so um, I didn't know what to do. And you can't like pick out celery seed. They're so minute. You, you know, can. that's just... That's just an get your tweezers yeah, and I your magnifier. I know. I mean, it's too late. They've already done their business. I know. I know. So what I did is I dumped in pretty much all the other celery seed I had, hoping that it would overpower it, and it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was just such a weird experience, just to have. I wonder what they w- how they would explain that. I don't know because it's a single origin, which means no, no. This wasn't single origin. This oh. was like local from like a bulk spice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah bin they looked exactly like celery seeds so it wasn't like a mistake where the wrong thing was in the wrong bin right, you know right. it wasn't caraway that looks very very different than celery seed but yeah it just didn't taste that anything like celery seed that's just so um unexpected discon- yes yeah that's yeah. right yeah and also disconcerting because you made something already yeah and then yeah, you- a giant batch of it too uh it was it was just really un- it, it was strange and um 
you know, there's things you're like, oh, I should have known to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. oh, why did I melt the butter rather than soften it? You know, yeah. I knew not to. But this, it's just, well, <laughs> there's nothing I could have done. You know? <laughs> I bought it at the same place. And, you know, uh, it was yeah, so strange. I had some really mediocre coleslaw last night. And I was so much coleslaw is mediocre. Yes. And it was from a restaurant. And I think it was really from a tub. Oh, yay, the surprise. You know, the watery mayonnaise, yep, uh, yep, yep. the cabbage s- so finely shredded or whatever that it hardly has any texture at all. Yeah. yeah. And it made me um, really crave homemade coleslaw. Yeah. I like that you always put, well, not always, but there's, well, there's always a surprise in your coleslaw. <laughs> it could be dried cranberries or nuts or something, but you always, it's like Cracker Jacks. There's always something that's really. <gasps> I need to start putting a toy inside. <laughs> totally. It's like a king cake. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I do tend to put uh, diced apple or, you know, especially like a green, a tart apple. Yeah. Uh, just because the. Dressing, homemade slaw dressing, has that fresh celery seed and really all of the good stuff in it. And you get it, you can make it the consistency that you like for your coleslaw and all of that kind of stuff. And I generally, I don't want it watery because I make a batch of it and we eat it as coleslaw. And I also like to put it on sandwiches. And um, so I don't want it to be runny. Yeah, yeah. Um. Georgia Schrode is a friend of mine. She's such a good cook. And she, I use her coleslaw recipe that she invented. And it's just, and she invents everything by mistake. Well, I didn't have any lemons. So, you know, she's <laughs> one of those people. And um, she's such a good intuitive cook. And so um, her coleslaw, I think, is delicious. And what it is, is um, generally I will just buy shredded cabbage because it's the same price or cheaper than a cabbage head. But I know that that's kind of the cop out thing. But the shredded cabbage has the um uh julienne um carrots no. carrots yeah duh that's the word i couldn't think of it's a very <laughs> hard word carrots and then you know red cabbage first syllable <laughs> i know i know good lord <laughs> so how did i ever get this gig seriously i remember that i was willing to get up in the morning on monday and that was pretty much the only and work for no pay yeah there was yes, that yes. <laughs> oh but um uh, anyway, she takes mayonnaise and then she mixes in enough sugar that it's as sweet as you want it to be. So that's her recipe, you know, a little bit of sugar. And so generally, if I have a cup of mayonnaise, that's about three tablespoons of sugar. And then she puts in the juice of a lime, not a lemon, a oh. lime, squeezes the whole thing. And then maybe a little um, uh, zest if it's not limey enough. And then um, black pepper and a, a lot of celery seeds. And that's her recipe. And it's good. It's really, really fresh. Oh, and then I, I forgot to say, in the, um, and I've talked about this recipe on our show before, but you also matchstick up an apple or two and put that in the cabbage. Uh-huh. So so um, she likes that at the end of every matchstick, there's a little piece of red um, uh, peel. Uh-huh. And it's just really pretty. It's uh-huh. pretty in the coleslaw. And, and um, so, yeah, you make the matchsticks as small as you can. So you take a half of an apple and core it and lay it flat on the board. And then you just go one way and then 90 degrees and you've got a million little matchsticks. So you make your dressing and then you got to throw those matchsticks in when you cut them right away. Otherwise, they'll turn brown. Right, right. But the acid in the dressing keeps them from browning. Yum. 
it's good. It's really a good coleslaw. I just love it. Now I have to make coleslaw. When the, when the celery seeds taste like celery seeds. That's <laughs> ideal. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> you know, I almost hate to mention this, but what? Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN <laughs> at North Coast Food Web, and I cannot highly recommend those two websites specifically enough. If you're uh, not just because because you might be interested in the world of food, but also what's going on in your world around here, uh, kmun.org and northcoastfoodweb.org. So great, great resources. I woke up craving egg salad today. I realized that oh, I have so not funny. made egg salad for so long. Um, you know what? I don't think I have either. It's my mom's favorite meal. I mean, she would eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner if she could. It's just a really good thing, and I don't, for some reason, I think of it as a hot weather food, although it's cooled off precipitously now. Yeah, which is very nice. So, (laughs) um, um, egg salad sandwiches are always so messy to eat. Yes. So, I have two solutions in our house. One is hot dog buns, Uh because you just scoop it on there, and then, but a lot of people don't want to eat hot dog buns. There's good brioche ones out there now. But um, the other is just to either make little batons of toast and, and scoop them into the... Like salad. So- soldiers. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, like like you would, yeah, like a yeah. soft-boiled egg or um, just crackers. But then it's just not such a gory experience. Yeah. You can... Um, uh, I think that I make my egg salad pretty loose just because that's how I had it growing up. Uh-huh. But I know if you put in a lot more egg yolks you know uh-huh. that it'll really stiffen up and a lot of time when you get a sandwich in a restaurant it's got a lot of yolks in it just so it doesn't you know bloop out of the sandwich yeah 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 that's self-defense on their part but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it with a little more um, mayonnaise than that but um yeah. also I like it in a pita which is another way you to know what a pita I thought you said pizza. Oh, <laughs> egg salad pizza, my favorite. <laughs> hey, we might have invented something. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. <laughs> anyway. run it by Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll, yeah, she could come up with something. We could just toast the crust and then, you know, cut it up and dip it. Um, I think I like it in a pita pocket. Yeah, that's a really good solution. A way better one than any of the things I thought of. Seriously, well, that's a good solution. Uh, yeah, it depends on the pita. I I like homemade pita, but the thing about it is I only really want one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. not worth making And it's it. not a thing. I mean, pita bread bagels, they're just not things that keep, you know. Yeah. They're just not good after three hours. So yeah, that's really, right. they're so dry and gacky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um Egg salad, that's on my list, and watermelon with seeds. You told me they're available, and I saw them, but I haven't um, purchased one yet because I haven't seen one that's cut and available as a half. A whole watermelon for on mm-hmm. two for two reasons is just a project. You know, you there's only pull two of off us. The street, hey you, yes, you got a mouth. <laughs> that's right, and also you have to take everything else out of your refrigerator yeah. for several days. Uh. <laughs> You know what I did? Ah, uh, so at the I love capers, I do. And um, so at the start of the pandemic, I think it was Darren at the um cash and carry was saying, "Wow, we're you know there's a big tariff and capers are going way, way, way up." And I'm like, ah. 
so I bought like a quart jar. Wow. <laughs> I did. That's a few capers. I know. And it really is a quart jar. It's not like I'm calling a pint jar a quart jar because it sounds better. I mean, it's 32 ounces. And two nights ago, I was rooting through my refrigerator and I knocked it over and I didn't know it. But it has those horrible, and let's just all point our middle fingers towards wherever the factory is that makes those jars with the quarter turn lids. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, they're I hate horrible. those so much. Nothing good has ever come from those lids. No. So it's got one of those quarter turn lids that really, all you have to do is say, knock it over in your fridge. And I just got a fridge full of caper juice. And so <sighs> it just went everywhere, you know, and it was of a course. whole... You don't you don't throw away caper juice because it keeps your capers fresh and happy. Yeah, when you have a quart, so uh, it just went everywhere, and I've washed it and washed it, and it's just it's in places that uh-huh. I can't get to or find, you know. So I got this caper smelling fridge. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that it could uh. be a lot worse. I mean, they smell good. I oh think. sure, sure. I didn't cut my arms off, but what I have is a caper smelling <laughs> fridge. <laughs> so I'm so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, what if you knocked over like milk that was past its prime or something? Yeah. Seriously. Makes me think of a certain greeting card. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Linda's referring to a card someone sent me just recently that made me laugh so hard that I uh, saved it. And it's on my desk. And every time I see it, it makes me chuckle. And it says, please. Let me be the first to punch the next person who tells you everything happens for a reason. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and it's axillary. It could have been worse. Oh, yeah. That, that's right. It, it's all good. Oh. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I'm going to have to get another radio show. <laughs> so not only did you have to swab out your refrigerator and you can't get rid of the smell, but you must have lost a whole lot of capers. No, because the lid, those lids, you know, oh, they just let so it didn't let the capers out. But what I have is, is unhappy Highland, (laughs) Highland capers now with, with no, no ocean. (laughs) And so I have to make some pretty caper laden things here for the next couple of weeks. Like, capers for breakfast lunch and dinner because half the jar is left you know it's hard to work them into breakfast (laughs) (laughs) and keep your marriage (laughs) oh wow well you could make piccata everything yes let's just have piccata piccata toast honey i hope you like it here's your coffee Oh, my gosh. You know what I couldn't find? No. Speaking of breakfast, is an egg. I couldn't find an egg in Clatsop County the other day. <gasps> Costco didn't have any. I mean, there was no egg. North Coast Food Web. Well, but they weren't open. No, I know. They're, they're not open. Thursday. They're not. Yeah. But yeah, the Thursday market has a very consistent now. Uh, they finally, uh, you know, have enough uh, purveyors of local eggs that they they haven't Enough run out. Enough to meet out. the demand. Yeah. Like I don't have to uh, set an alarm to get log on at exactly nine o'clock Sunday yeah. morning to put in my order because th- they've had eggs every day that you can order. Yeah. But uh, what is the what's going on with distributors? I don't know. I was too busy saying my favorite sentence at yes. the grocery store, which is straight to the shelf. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that empty refrigerator space you're wasting. Oh my gosh, yeah, I don't know that's what's going so on. But weird. as a baker, you know, yeah. that's a, a pretty hard thing. You can make some dry, gacky, salty <laughs> things without <laughs> eggs, but they don't sell. <laughs> 
Oddly. Oddly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, we're full on into grilling season, Oh, yeah. You know that that's my jam. Yeah. I love to grill. Yeah. And it's been, well, it's been, we had a couple days of hot weather. Mm -hmm. And so that might not have been as fun. But I imagine it's pretty nice on these springy sort of days. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to cook outside. We're getting our deck repaired. And that's where my grill is. So I haven't grilled anything recently in the last 10 days or so. But, um, but yeah, I love to grill. I need a present for my brother. And I was thinking of buying him one of those outdoor walks, you know, where it sits oh, on yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, man, I love that thing. Just you can get it hot enough, a lot hotter than you can your stove inside because propane is so much hotter than natural gas. And you can just um, cook really authentic tasting Chinese things because it's hot enough to stir fry and get that that sear, you know, that smoky. Yes. What do they call that? Wok on there. It's so good. So delicious. Yeah, I cannot make that happen no matter what I do on my little electric stove. It's just not hot enough. And same thing. Like it an can't electric get, stove. you know, high. Yeah. You put it on high and wait for an hour or two for the <laughs> oil to start smoking because you're, le- you're you're supposed to wait till it smokes. The little engine that could. <laughs> and then outside we've got raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a pillar uh, tractor. It's discouraging. Hey, I read... Uh, uh, I actually watched a uh, YouTube video. I, I watch cooking videos all the time. I know you do too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's... You turned me on to those beautiful Asian ones. That's the thing. Oh, so. man, I'm telling you. And uh, there's one called Marion's Kitchen or something like that. And okay. she's Australian, but she's Thai. Her mom is Thai. Okay, no, and I don't so know she's uh, first generation Australian. She's, she's at Hoot. But, um, she gave me a tip that I was really interested in because one of the things that I am most challenged about with stir fry is if I want to put beef in there, Mm -hmm. it always is tough. No matter what I do. I mean, you have to do it for like 45 seconds and that's it. Yeah, I know. But even then, really? Yeah. Okay. And well, here's what she does okay. that I didn't know you could do. Uh, I didn't know you should do. She adds baking soda. Mm-hmm. They call it velveting. Okay. Uh, to the marinade. And um, she says that's the thing, and you got to put white vinegar in the stir fry sauce. Okay. And um, I didn't know that. I didn't know about the baking soda, but she was like, that's the thing. And, and it's the marinade for the meat. So, you know, she's not recommending that you buy beef cut for stir fry at you know in a package mm-hmm. buy a steak a sirloin steak or something and slice it against the grain in um thin very thin slices and then marinate it in soy sauce and um chinese wine and baking soda and cornstarch and uh, you only have to marinate it for not very long I mean, while you're getting everything else together, that's about it. So I'm really going to, that's on my uh, list to do. I have a steak I need to thaw out, but um, I want to try it because I love stir fry and uh, my husband really likes meat in the stir fry and I, it's always tough. Yeah, no, it works. And then there's this thing called velveting where they do that with the cornstarch and the baking soda. And then um, because I've worked for years in a Chinese kitchen and then we had this this sink and I'm sure that that wouldn't fly today with the health department but it was a sink that was dedicated to velveting the chicken 
or the beef and they would just like like they they would take handfuls of chicken and then they just throw it as hard as they can into the sink and then the sink it's a big high walled thing and it contains the splatter you know uh-huh. but so it's it's just beating up the meat oh, okay. with the cornstarch and the baking soda and that's how meat is so tender in a chinese restaurant stir fry they velvet it they they do this this um i don't know if you call it maceration but just yeah. beating up on the meat uh-huh. thing with the um with that and it it really changes it when you stir fry it i'm excited to try it and i noticed too that i have learned uh from watching um my um, both Korean and Chinese ladies who uh, do cooking videos, uh, they tend to do with meatballs and bur- burger patties and anything like that. They do that throwing it from hand to hand uh, many, many times before they put it in the pan. And it's probably doing the same why. thing. Yeah, I don't you know. know. That I don't know. Well, it, it certainly, I mean, it makes a better te- texture. And I think it's ma- mainly because as opposed to pressing it, Mm-hmm. into a patty you're basically forming it and putting a lot of air into it as it goes oh, back okay. and forth okay. it makes it a lot more tender i don't know why my theories are um, questionable but okay. <laughs> i do i do know it works so okay. oh we're like, over time what? goodbye linda bye i'm driving my vegetables <laughs> i'm driving my greenness